coffee. It's the fuel we rely on when we wake up, the casual drink we get on a work break, or a special treat for us when we need it most. Nothing beats a good cup of joe, so why settle for a mediocre cup of coffee when you can have the very best? At Aeronautical Coffee Company, we roast our specialty-grade coffee to order. Experience premium coffee that's as smooth as a buttery landing. So pick up a bag at aeronauticalcoffee.com and use code TPN at checkout for 10% off. Fuel up and take off with ACC. Today, I am joined by Shane Platt, Chief Operating Officer of Airline Apps. Many of us have always wanted to look behind the curtain of what goes on at Airline Apps and see what all that stuff is that we can ever see. I know I did when I went through my application process. I had no idea about what actually happened behind the scenes in the amalgamation of so many people's resumes and applications to get on with these different companies. In fact, I think Shane mentioned something like 30 or so plus companies and they kind of come and go who are or who work with airline apps. Uh, Very interesting stuff. Shane is a former Marine Harrier pilot, works for a major airline now. Uh, We've been trying to see each other out on the road just by uh, happenstance. We've been in the same place a couple times and haven't made it work. So this was our first chance to sit down and chat all about airline apps. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I know I had a great time recording it because I learned a ton. So let's get to the good stuff and enough of me babbling. Here's Shane. Shane, finally glad to get connected and actually do this. We've been trying for months now. Yeah. <laughs> it seems our schedules just never marry up and they finally we finally got something on the books and here we are doing the podcast. How have you been? Good, good. Busy, but uh, probably like you, things are uh, quick paced and a million different directions. I bet. Yeah. I yeah, million different direction is, is spot on. So let's, let's go back to the very beginning of this. Um, before we started Chin and I were talking, airline apps has been around essentially since way before I ever got my job at a major, I remember filling out the app and all that kind of stuff. And my question always was, as I was doing it, like, what is the secret sauce behind this giant curtain? I just couldn't figure out how or why it came about. And then also, there's so many questions I have about the amalgamation and and just being a collection point for all these applications. Because, I mean, literally, I can't, tens of thousands of applications over the time, over over the years have come through airline apps to get there. So how did this all start and, and when did it all start? Yeah, great question. So uh, the company has been in business roughly 20 years. And for those that have been around that long in the airline industry, um, you know, most guys of, of that uh, history in the airline industry remember that when they wanted to apply to the airlines, they had to reach out to the airlines and request an application. And that typically included mailing in their application fee, which was a check in the, in the form of some amount to that company. And uh, they would mail you a no kidding paper application. 
and you'd have to stick it in your typewriter and type the whole thing out with no mistakes. And, uh, you know, if you goofed up, you had to start all over. So uh, that was, you know, the process years ago, right, before the Internet came along. So, you know, it got to the point that obviously somebody said, gosh, there's got to be a better, better way to do this. Um, that somebody was Plato Ryan, uh, who started the company. And the short version of the story is, uh, you know, there's really um, two parts to the system. There's the applicant side and then there's the employer side. And building that conduit between those two interfaces is uh, really uh, like you said, the secret sauce to the system. So when an applicant goes in and says, hey, I've been flying for two months, I'd like to go in my account and update my flight time, right? They can go in, update uh, whatever it is, PIC, SIC, etc. And the moment that they hit save, literally um, after they click the save button on the other end, a recruiter has the ability to see those updates instantly. So it's, it's a real-time interface, um, you know, all tied together in the database. So when we've heard in the past many, I, I mean, I heard this back when I started. It's, it's definitely a different landscape now than it was. But there's a lot of truth to get your stuff on file early, update often, submit when ready, or maybe even when you don't feel you're ready, but the time is more or less now, and then continue to update because a recruiter slash hiring official is seeing that data transfer real time if and when they desire to pull your application. Is that kind of correct, or is it more, is there more nuance that, like, if I'm, there's like a score or something like that, and I'm talking more. When we were, well, when I was applying to 10 years ago, the, the, the market was different and right. I was competing against other folks who were either like ours or like resumes or, or had more than I did of whatever you want to call more. Yeah. How, so how does, how, do, how does that background work? Or is that very uh, relative and conditional to each airline? Yeah. So, um, you know, pre-COVID um, and even... Probably, you know, if you back up even from that a couple of years, um, it was still extremely difficult and extremely competitive uh, to kind of get your foot in the door uh, with a major. And if you back up several years from that point, depending on your timing, your credentials, it could be difficult to get your foot in the door with some of the regionals. And like you just said, a lot of that has shifted and changed. And so today, the, the quote-unquote pilot shortage um, is really impacting the regionals. Um, it's impacting everybody, but a lot more on the regional side. So with that, um, I would encourage applicants to get their application in really as quickly as they can. And before I continue down that path too far, it's important to know that recruiters um, they have a lot of tools available to them inside the software. And a couple of those things are to um, view only qualified applicants, right? So, you know, when you've got thousands of applications to sift through, what you don't want to do from an efficiency standpoint is spend time 
on applicants only to find out afterward that they're not qualified. So, yeah. you know, some of those tools for them uh, gives them the ability to, to view only qualified applicants. And the, uh, one of the other significant tools is um, application recency. So again, recruiters, right? So um, if I'm a recruiter at an airline, happen to be looking at your application today, well, you're already employed elsewhere, right? So mm -hmm. to spend that time working through the application, reach out, contact you, only to find out, thanks, no thanks, I'm already working uh, somewhere else. Um, we wanted to alleviate that also. So they have the ability to um, view applications with respect to a certain recency, whatever recency they select or desire. So those two tools are important, right? So if you turn an application in prior to really being qualified, you know, whether that's flight hours, ATP rating, wh whatever um, the lack of credential or hour might be, just know that recruiters do have the ability uh, to go in and view only qualified people. Now, once you meet that qualification, right? Hey, I continue updating my application the moment I get that ATP rating, the moment I get that uh, required flight time, whatever that is, whatever I'm missing. Um, obviously, you would appear in the list of candidates that are qualified if they happen to be viewing only qualified applicants. The same with recency, right? And so there's two aspects in airline apps to doing updates to your application. One is updating the data, right? Hey, I got more flight time, uh, change seats from the right seat to the left seat, I'm now captain. Um, data points are updated real time the moment you hit the save button. Hey, I got an extra 100 PIC hours, I hit save, that's done. Differently is your application date, and this goes to the recency discussion. So when you go to the My Job Targeting page and your company or list of companies to whom you're applying is listed there, you're going to see um, an update button down there. And typically on uh, all of these columns and these pages, you're going to see an information icon somewhere on that page that'll kind of describe um, what that button, that column, that feature does. And in this case, that update button is going to update your application date. And that's important, again, for those recruiters that say, hey, I only want to see applications that are this many days old. So back to your point, hey, when should I submit? When should I update? Um, updates really as frequently as you can. And on the submission standpoint, um, I wouldn't sacrifice um, expediency for quality. Um, you know, being on the support side here at Airline Apps, we see a wide array of quality applications versus non-quality applications. Some look amazing. Some look like they were filled out with a crayon. So remember who you're going in front of, who you're presenting this to. So when you're talking about submitting to a mainline carrier, you definitely want to put your best foot forward. And again, when they have thousands raising their hands saying, pick me, pick me, what makes you different? What makes you better? So that lack of a quality application is not what you want to be your starting point. Um, those applicants that are really just getting started coming out of, you know, uh, a college uh, flying program or um, 
you know, some of the corporate and flying schools that are out there, when they are um, getting to the point, they've reached the point, they, they meet the basic qualifications for getting on at a regional, that's a little different because the turnover rate at the regionals is so high right now. I, I wouldn't say don't put your best foot forward, but there is a more um, important and imperative need at the regionals to replace those bodies that are turning over right now. So um, all that to say, again, you know, put your application in when you're ready. If you're not qualified, know that once you meet those qualifications, you'll pop up like everybody else in their search results. Um, the other thing with that is, again, depending on who you're applying to, it's, you know, it's a different world these days, but we do get support requests sometimes from people that say, hey, um, I turned in my application in yesterday or a couple of days ago, and I haven't heard anything. That's, uh, <laughs> don't be surprised, you know, if it takes several weeks or several months, especially for mainline carriers to get back to you. Because again, they're going over literally thousands of applications. So one of the things that I wanted to uh, kind of delve into here is and, and peel back the layer of the onion a little bit even further. So a guy like me, when I put my application in, uh, I was at Atlas beforehand and I was looking at different uh, paths that I wanted to go down uh, with my with my forever job, if you want to call it that. And one of the things that I, I was a little concerned about was kind of building my application up before I was ready to submit it. Uh, I didn't have all my, I didn't have all the data points I needed to put in. For instance, and this is here, uh, a tip to those of you out there who are building applications, resumes for anything that you're ever going to do, whether it's airlines or outside of that. If you have, and this goes primarily for military people, whether you're a pilot or not, but you have a clearance of some kind, if you can pull your clearance paperwork. It's got your job history for the last 10 years and you don't have to do any of that digging. It's got where you lived. It's got everything. And right. it made it way easier for me. I never even thought about that. I don't remember if somebody told me that trick or whatever it was, but I remember I, I think I might've had to go through my security clearance update, update like the re-interview process and right. make sure it was updated. And when I went through it, I'm like, holy cow, this has got everything I need yep. right here. So it made it super easy. Yeah. Um, but before that, I was trying to like remember, okay, where did I live from this state to this state, that kind of stuff. And I wanted to start filling out my application sooner than later. Because and for those of you who are not to the uh, advanced age of Shane and I, when you don't do it as a younger person, you think, oh, it'll be easier when I'm older. There is nothing on this planet that I know of that gets easier as you get older. That's correct. Especially when it comes to time sucking things like filling out an application, whether it's for an airline or Burger King, it is not easier when it gets older. It becomes more difficult because you have to fit it into the life that you have kids, yep. activities, work, whatever it might be. So I, I can't, emphasize enough for me how important it was to start that application process early. What I, what I'm getting at with the saying all this is if I'm that new person who's looking for that job, you, what I'm, what I'm hearing you say is it is more, it's not only fine, but encouraged to go in, start filling out all of that stuff 
and then you come back to all the other things that you need later on. And you don't necessarily have to hit the submit button. You just have to start filling out the, right. all this data that, that is required by these companies. Is that's is is that correct? I want to make sure that I'm saying that so everybody understands. Yeah, and you, really, to your point, it's really never too early to start that process um, okay. because it you know it is a lengthy application. Um, but to to dovetail onto that, um, we also do occasionally get support requests from people that either haven't filled out an application in the in the aviation industry or it's been so long they've really forgotten what that process looks like. And they reach out kind of out of frustration. And so we typically will you know, research the applicant's account, their application before we engage with them so we can kind of get up to speed what's going on. And it's not uncommon for us to run across some folks with you know, missing sections or a lot of missing sections on the application. And their point is, I, I don't wanna fill all that out. <laughs> And so, again, you got to remember your audience who you're submitting this to. Yeah. And for those uh, that are just getting started, they, there are a lot of tools available to you out there. I know when you're getting started in aviation, it feels like everybody's trying to nickel and dime you. But there are some great uh, resources out there for application review services. Now, the, the counter side to that are there are some that are not so great. Um, we find that out really on accident when people reach out to us and we look at the application and like, gosh, what what were you doing here? Well, you know, so-and-so told me to to do that. So, you know, do your research, uh, find out who the, the good ones, the reputable ones are. And, you know, whether it's, you know, one, two, three hundred dollars, it is well worth uh, the spit and polish they're going to put on that application for you before you turn that into somebody. But, yeah, get that, started early and uh, get get that thing built up. I love hearing that. That is so, cause you're a definitive source, right? Like, I mean, yeah. you may not, we, we see so, it all. But we, we, we know out there. So we've always tried at TBN to filter the, the wheat from the chaff and, and be able to say, Hey, you know, like a lot of us have used this resource or that and steer folk into and out of, areas that we think that helped us that were sure. good or, yeah. or have a little bit as a, as a, as a group, you know, like a living organism, the whole group together, the network, being able to have our finger on the pulse of the collective and being able to say, Hey, things have shifted in this category. This is not where you want to go any longer. This is a much better option. Uh, your va your money value is better over here as opposed to this place. Yada, 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 all that stuff. Uh, inclusive. Yeah. But I think when you say that, the what I'm what I would have loved to hear is because, like I said, when I remember filling out an airline app, I'm like, does this get shot off into the wilderness, and then all of a sudden, you know, what like it it is not, um, it and it for good reason. I, now that I'm on the on this side of what I've been doing and getting to know the hiring teams at these different airlines transparency they want to be transparent about what they're doing hiring wise for the future show people hey this is somebody we're going to hire this is what the future looks like for the airline right. blah 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 but it's different than it was years ago however there there's a certain limit to that before they go too far where they they can't interview the talent that's coming in and get a good feel for them to be their brand ambassador 
because they quote unquote have the answers to the questions, even though those don't really exist. I don't care what anybody tells you there. Right. That doesn't exist. Um, and there had to be a gatekeeper and that application process is really the gatekeeper. The funny part is though, is I think people take it. I, I don't know what they're doing nowadays. I, I can honestly say when I was uh, a, a younger uh, individual going through this, I was extremely diligent about, crossing every T, dotting every mm-hmm. I, putting a period where it needed to be splitting words yep. up that needed to be split up. I mean, the, you know, the age old Delta airlines versus yep. Delta airlines, absolutely things like that. But that, that was across the board. It's so many different, uh, in so many different ways. So to hear it from you makes it much more of a, okay, folks, this is real. And, and, and unfortunately, I'm sorry uh, to the network and to my previous self that I wasn't able to do this podcast. Like, 15 years ago or 12 years ago. Um, so yeah. apologies to everybody out there. Thank you for your patience. Uh, here we are. So now that we've got kind of a, the, the administrative, almost logistical background of what the, what's happening behind the scenes by looking at it. I mean, we don't have to get into the nuts and bolts. Again, I'm not the software guy. If Matt was here, he might really get into the, the coding aspect and this and that and whatever. But with with uh, we talked before, you said that roughly thirty airlines they come and go. Um, sure. Some yeah. Uh, yeah, depending on their hiring perspective, or you know if they if they're expanding, contracting, yep. going yeah. out of business, whatever yep. that stuff. As far as you, what you see in the industry as a, is, is, obviously it's growth almost everywhere or not necessarily growth replacement. Some, some airlines are growing, some are just replacing, but as far as a pilot who is just starting out trying to get a job, uh, whether that's a military transition folk, whether that is a, a brand new, uh, zero to hero type off the street, you know, went to school, whether it's a CFI who's busted their butt and is now finally getting to the point where they can get a job. It's growth for everybody there. Um, whether the airline is growing in size or not doesn't necessarily affect them getting a job. What's your kind of crystal ball? Say, I, and I understand crystal balls. Mine was smashed years ago. Yep. Uh, but w- what do you see uh, kind of the, the trend and where things are going right now, especially through the application process alone? Yeah. Um, so historically, you know, we, it was not uncommon to see, kind of uh, cargo slash freight being 180 out with the 121 industry. 121's good, cargo may be down, cargo's up, 121's down. Um, they, you know, that was historically speaking. Um, today, there are, again, there's so much turnover happening right now that the faucet at least today is on just about everywhere. And, but one of the dynamics that that's imposing on some of the other industries, right? You've got the mainline carriers and their affiliated regionals today. They are funding and throwing big money at their regional affiliates to try to retain or attract pilots uh, to either go there and or stay there. Everything from hiring bonuses to signing bonuses to retention bonuses. 
Um, and it's unprecedented, right? So, you know, you and I, if we backed up 10 years and, and asked, you know, what does a regional pay as a new hire? Um, you know, typically it was much lower than even what we experienced in the airline industry, which was yeah. awfully low. So a lot of that's changed um, to the point that you have some regionals that are, you know, better part of paying a hundred bucks an hour to new hires in addition to signing bonuses, things like that. So I mentioned all that to say, when you start looking at how do I get my foot in industry, get going, get that experience, just know that um, the opportunities are there. But when you start to look at some of the uh, different industries that don't have that supporting financial force behind it, sometimes those bonuses and or pay rates really can't compete with what's being thrown at some of those regional industry applicants at the entry point. And that's, uh, again, it really comes down to, you know, where you feel you're wanting to, to work in the industry. Uh, some, you know, we have folks that reach out to us and say, hey, I don't really want to be an airline pilot. I, you know, what do you have for 135 or 91 or, you know, things of that nature. So, but there are a lot of dynamics behind that right now. And um, something you mentioned earlier are, you know, our companies ebb and flow somewhere around the, you know, the 30 company mark, but those companies that go out of business. And so um, one thing, I, you know, just curious from me, um, I'll be curious to see this, you know, the financial force behind some of these offers and bonuses, um, what that does to some of the companies uh, that don't have that financial backing force to attract talent. And so if it gets to the point they can't staff the airplanes and or their commitments, um, you know, what that does to them. Yeah. Yeah. And it's weird too, right? Because both where we work, which separate but similar uh, in ways, right? Yeah. Uh, I think one of the most interesting things to me is if, and to, to almost take this a step further, and yeah, this is more uh, trajectory or crystal ball smashing. Um, if those companies do have a staffing issue to the point where they no longer can meet their commitments to their larger, uh, non wholly owned, but their larger carrier where they have their contracts with the contracts that most part nine or one or one twenty one people operate under, they will not allow for those for the aircraft and those crew to come on board and be stapled to the bottom or whatever horrible thing that could happen contractually. But there's just even if that could be a possibility, which would save people jobs, there is no there's nothing uh, in most of the contracts that are out there to allow for that to occur because right. there's no room left. There's yeah. no room in the scope clauses to allow for if your airline says you can have a hundred uh, narrow body regionals at 70 or uh, excuse me, 76 seat regional jets that are flying for you and a carrier such as, I don't know, we'll take a big one that, that is, that is very dominant in the space sky West who doesn't have an issue like that has, uh, would have a, a meltdown and there's still another 80 aircraft from other carriers out there who are 
operating, they couldn't be absorbed onto under major X, Y, Z. Right. Because there's only 20, that, that's just not, there's not enough space and they're not wholly owned and they could just, that you, it's a, it would have to be a merger purchase type thing. Again, I don't understand all the, all the uh, insights to that. What I do know is just from my own contract reading and having friends at different and being around the industry and reading other contracts is that is not that's not a player in a lot of cases. So if it's a smaller regional company that has contracts that float, if they have a staffing shortage to the point where they no longer can operate, it's really sad, but those, are, those people are probably going to be out on the street looking for jobs uh, relatively quickly. And that, that's something none of us want in this industry. We don't want any pilots sure. to not have jobs, but it is, it is the reality of something that we do work in and the way the way the regional carrier model kind of has matured to this point. It's just, it, it worked, but no longer works uh, in the way it did in the past. Not all of them. I mean, some of them are, some of them are very well operated and have uh, great contractual uh, obligations with, with much larger carriers. I I find uh, it fascinating. It shoots off on a bunch of other areas that I could go into with scope and stuff like that. But um, I want to stay right on the, on, on the application topic and, and kind of uh, on a, on a small, on a different tangent, but still in that, in that vein. So you're a military guy, uh, former Harrier Marine dude, uh, which is uh, cool. I have a, a good friend who did that as well. Um, and one of the things that I always am blown away by is how we all get involved in a side hustle or some part of this industry that makes no sense from what we did before. So how, how did that happen for you? Uh, airlines, Marine Harrier dude, one day airline apps expert yeah. the next, how does that work? Yeah, my, it's, it's funny, you know, it's definitely a trail of broken tears there. Um, so when I got out of the Marine Corps, um, like I said, most of mainline regionals weren't hiring at that point. So over to Lockheed and um, you know, just some dabbling, some helping out with database stuff, website stuff um, that evolved. And um, eventually on to, uh, there was a consulting firm called Check6 uh, that's out there. And, uh, you know, a group of mostly former um, high tempo operators in the, in the military that bring on that, that high risk consulting perspective. So uh, anyway, working for them, again, a, a database product that uh, that we built and deployed worldwide, wound up managing that program globally. And uh, when I moved on to the, uh, to the airline world, um, found myself in a recruiting role, uh, working with uh, the then pilot recruiting manager for my company. And so that was one of the uh, initial opportunities to reach out and work with airline apps on, you know, some needs, requirements that we had that were company specific. And uh, through those conversations, you know, it eventually just got to the point where, you know, there was the, the offer to come over and, and help over here. And gosh, whatever that was, eight, nine years ago, I've uh, been wow. here ever since. And uh, great, great opportunity, great company. Um, can't say enough good things about it. Uh, Plato's wonderful to work for. Um, so, and that's, that brings me kind of my next point. Uh, one of the things that makes us different from a lot of the other companies out there 
you, when you reach out to help for um, to help with us, um, you know, we're not just a software company. Uh, that's certainly one of the things we do. Lots of developers, most of us here have some sort of computer experience in some form or fashion. Uh, but when you reach out for help to us, uh, it's important to know that um, you're not just getting an anonymous tech support response. You know, we're a company of software folks that are also military pilots, civilian pilots, Part 91 pilots, um, Part 91K, fractional, 135, 121, uh, really the, the full gamut and the full perspective. Um, and that's important because, um, you know, the variety and the audience of those that reach out to us for help. Um, and the same thing from a company's perspective, right? When an airline reaches out for help or a fractional company reaches out for help, it's important to them to know that we understand the background and the needs that they have coming from that particular focus. So it's uh, on average, I, I think we respond and answer uh, thousand, probably somewhere four or five thousand emails and phone calls every year from the applicants. So it's uh, it's really busy. Well, that I think then we're going to have to uh, we're going to have to push for airline apps to have a booth at TPNX this next year at Minneapolis. Yeah, absolutely. Shane come up there and answer every single question that they have because <laughs> I remember being one of those guys and I do remember getting a response uh, email. This is pre your existence at airline apps. Um, but I do remember getting uh, a response again, though it was the the website to me. It was just like, okay, I go to this thing. Right. It's this algamator yeah. of, of data nation. And I'm like, okay, what, where, what it goes on uh, behind the scenes. Really interesting. Um, I think uh, the the last uh, thing that I really wanted to uh, to bring up is now we we've seen other companies and and other a aspects of different airlines who who have their own site service stuff like that. What does it take to really recruit? <laughs> and it sounds so weird, but yeah. recruit an airline to come and say. We man, we really love your product. We want to entrust you with this process because it is such a, I mean, it it's a huge deal. It 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 makes or break the airline if you really look at it from the perspective of right. we're hiring not only safe, sound, uh, excellent operators of our of our airplanes, but also these brand ambassadors to take our airline to the next level. We might not be so much talking about the regional community because of the turnover there, but some of the bigger carriers, not only just majors, but some carriers that can become uh, the final destination for a lot of folks. How does one recruit an airline like that? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. And it has changed and shifted, you know, over the last probably five years. You know, historically, um, you traditionally had a pilot at that company at a minimum that was in charge of pilot hiring is you know typically the way that worked uh which is important right um uh, same reason you wouldn't have a pilot hiring doctors you need a pilot that hires pilots knows what they're looking for and to your point uh knows what that brand ambassador looks like who's a good fit for our company who's not and um all of those considerations are really built into their recruiting process which varies from company to company uh over the last Again, probably five to seven years, 
we've kind of seen a migration of the pilot recruiting departments at the various companies um, shift out from under um, either a flight ops leadership or flight ops umbrella into uh, human resources and or talent acquisition. Now, that won't mean anything to most, you know, pilots that are just applying for a job, um, but it, it's having profound impacts in the aviation industry. So when when things shift over to the HRTA umbrella, there are um, processes, procedures, tools that they have in place really for, you know, the rest of the company. Um, everybody's got things they do great, things they don't do so great. We do pilot hiring great. Um, we don't do the other um, positions with the companies. So when companies have other tools and processes for those other areas of the company, and then pilot hiring is moved under that umbrella, sometimes there are moves and initiatives to essentially absorb pilot hiring into their tools and processes. So... Um, Obviously, that's always, you know, just one of the threats of what we do. And then you have companies that um, will use us and integrate us with their other tools and processes. And that's an important point to bring up, too. Um, occasionally, doesn't happen a lot, but occasionally we'll have an applicant reach out to us and say, hey, I, you know, I was talking to such and such recruiter who uh, mentioned they couldn't see me in their system. Well, when we do the research and get to looking at what's happening, what they're not seeing is that applicant in their other third-party system. And so um, that's typically at the smaller regional level, you know, where we see something like that, but that's just the challenge of um, the process being moved under the HRTA umbrella, especially when, again, there's not, uh, a pilot or group of pilots that are in charge of the pilot hiring process and uh, definitely makes it challenging. It's one of the, just one of the threats you constantly have to deal with. Yeah. I knowing and having done some of this now and seeing it definitely seems like uh, there is, they're almost doing an integrated mix of pilots helping HR and HR helping pilots. And some of it, some places are figuring it out. So some places have it more, uh, locked down uh, to a, yeah, a certain yeah. a certain cadence, but in my opinion, the the biggest help is not having to sort through or build your own system to sort through thousands of applications when it's much easier to outsource that to an expert and an expert not only on the software side but experts on what a pilot looks like, smells like, all that stuff because yeah. you can you can build an application from an HR perspective that will meet all the boxes you want checked. But the reality is you may be getting a product that shows up for an interview that is nothing like you wanted uh, as a pilot. They may fit very well as somebody who's working an above wing job or below wing job or an office job, but they right. don't meet the line requirements and the crew uh, aspect, whether, yeah, it, I could see where it'd be almost the same in the, uh, the in-flight service community for those in, in the 121 yeah. world that deal with passengers. Well, that, that's, that's, a, I mean, there's a lot of, uh, stuff that we could unpack further there. Um, and more trade secrets, uh, that would be super interesting. But I think the big takeaway 
that I that I want folks who are listening to this, especially people who are just in that transitional phase or in the beginning phases, it's never too early to start putting together your application. And if you have an issue of any kind or you need help, reach out to the folks at Airline Apps. They're there to help you. And they're there to help you quickly. They, they deal with this all the time. They've seen it all. Go go and ask those yeah. questions. So if I'm one of those individuals, how how can I find you guys? Besides airlineapps.com, I think, I think that's synonymous nowadays sure. with education, uh, <laughs> but uh, other ways that they can reach out to you and the folks at Airline Apps. Yeah, there, there's obviously a contact page on our website, but really support at airlineapps.com. Uh, come straight in and uh, we will assign the support request appropriately depending on the, the topic. But our, you know, our support times, uh, we typically, uh, most emails get answered somewhere within an hour or two. Uh, phone calls are a little more challenging because you might imagine the phone rings off the hook. So I would encourage you to try to reach out uh, via email first. Um, those get answered a little more quickly, but again, because of the, the support software that we use and how we can assign and route those support requests. And uh, But yeah, don't hesitate to reach out to us anytime. That's what we're here for is to, to make it easier. Now with that, I will say, uh, you know, occasionally we get the hey, how should I answer this question? And, you know, that's something we can't do, right? So, um, because if somebody doesn't get hired, we can't have uh, have the reason being, well, he told me to put that there, so that's why I didn't get hired. So, uh, you know, we'll walk you through the, the system, and if you got a question on what a section is asking, what it's looking for, um, we can certainly help you with that. But definitely don't hesitate to reach out. We're always here for them. I want everybody to rewind 30 seconds and listen to that last whole piece again. Because when I used to do the interview prep stuff, I would tell people if I had a one sheet page with the 10 questions they're going to ask and the 10 answers to give, and I can guarantee you're going to get hired, I'm going to charge you $10,000. If you don't get hired, I'll give you 11000 back because I'm still going to make nine out of 10 of you get hired with $90,000 in my pocket. The reality is it's not how it works. You have to learn how to communicate. And airline yeah. apps is telling you how to be a communicator on paper by giving you the framework, telling you to go out and get that guidance that you could that you can use. And then I will always go off and talk about the interview prep and all that other nonsense. But yeah. Uh, again, at supportedairlineapps.com, easiest way to get in touch with the folks there. If you have a question. Uh, that's not relating to how should I answer this question. I bet you, th- I bet you they can help you if you need to fill, learn how to write your name in the name block or your address. They'll tell you how to fill that out. Other than that, you're on your own. Go, go figure it out and and get that get that help. Uh, Shane, I'm really, I was really happy that we finally got to do this. Uh, yeah, I look forward too. to bumping into each other somewhere, uh, not on the internet, more in person, uh, and I can. Uh, uh, treat you to a frosty beverage of your choice, uh, no matter where that is. Uh, and then uh, for all those of you out there listening to the show, uh, we've got a lot more great stuff coming up uh, uh, in, in this world and in the real world. TPNX is in April, third weekend in April. Uh, we're going to start uh, ramping that up. These are just you know the little reminders out there. So mark your calendars. Hopefully we'll have uh, Shane or Airline Apps and a lot of other hosts and guests out there. Excuse me, guests. We're the hosts. A lot of guests out there. Uh, come and answer all your questions and as always if you need to get a hold of Matt or I it's hey guys at the pilot network.com fly safe everybody keep the shiny side up and the greasy side down <laughs>